Yes, because that's the norm here in the GRT. And I am so channeling Jeremy right now. Hello and welcome to the Forever Fangirls podcast. Today we are discussing episode 11 of Winona Earp season 4 entitled Better Dig 2. I am Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at Forever Fanbot. And I am Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on our website foreverfangirls.com or Instagram at Forever Fanpod. And like we were saying, that episode was a roller coaster event. See, I can't even say it. It's a roller coaster of a ride. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a lot of feels in there. Yes, it's too much to mention. Um, yes, so we have a lot to discuss. So this may be a longer than usual episode, mm-hmm. just forewarning. Um, so we're actually uh, going to get started, but uh, let me also say that we're not going to have banter music for this episode because we have a special surprise so just put a pin in that for now the banter music or the surprise both okay because we don't have the banter music because of the surprise oh yeah okay really oh what is it Mm -hmm. you're the one who told me to do that oh my goodness anyway uh we we have a little treat for everybody i'm so excited okay i'm i'm just excited you're just really excited i am i'm bouncing in my chair i noticed so anyway uh, we are finally able to unveil our... Unveil? What did I say? You said unveil. 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 That's what I meant. <laughs> See, I'm so excited I can't talk. It's okay. Anyway, our super secret project we can now share with everybody. That's been shared on Twitter. Y- you know what? It's a great reveal. Oh, okay. For, I'm, for here. I'm just going to hit the button then. <sighs> I'm hitting the button. Yes, go ahead. Warriors. Demons. And nuns? (laughs) Yep, you actually heard that right. And if that sounds interesting, then we've got a podcast for you. I'm Kimberly Amato. I'm Sheila Amato. And I'm Kevin Batchelder. You might recognize our voices from some of our other podcasts, Forever Fangirls, Tales of the Black Badge, and Tuning into Sci-Fi TV. We are teaming up to bring you a new podcast called Into the Halo, a Warrior Nun fan podcast. Please join us as we look back at season one of this Netflix original series by covering the episodes, themes, and general topics of the show in preparation for the upcoming season two. You can find us on any of the podcasting platforms or visit us online at warriornunpodcast.com. How cool is that? In all truth, though, we are ridiculously thrilled to be teaming up with the one and only Kevin Batchelder of Tales of the Black Badge and tuning into sci-fi fame to bring you the new podcast, Into the Halo. Yes, we can't wait to discuss all the great things about Netflix's original series, Warrior Nun, and to get your thoughts on the show. Our first episode will be coming out in about a few weeks, uh, so stay tuned. For now, though... Let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming and delve into the heart of this week's Winona episode, Better Dig 2. As usual, to start us off, Kimberly will read the episode summary from IMDb. 
Winona and Waverly take two very different and dangerous. Pa- da- See, now you're rubbing off on me. <laughs> it's all good. I'm it's trying on to the speed family. through it to get to the next point because oh, we've got come four on. pages of notes. Come on. Winona and Waverly take two very different and dangerous paths in an effort to save purgatory. Yes. So just like in last week's episode, we find out more information about different storylines. And to me, it almost seems like a finale, you know, with all of the different pieces starting to fall into place. First, let's talk about the fact that nothing really stays dead in the Ghost River Triangle. No. And in this episode, we see that uh, Mercedes hasn't died. No. She's bleeding all over the place. And, um, you know, Jeremy's trying to prevent Doc from going to town. Yes, it's an emergency. (laughs) And in the end, Mercedes says that she wants to be born a vampire or turned into a vampire. she was born to be a vampire. Oh, I didn't say that right again. No, you didn't. (laughs) I know what I meant. I know. Um, and you know what, when, when she said that we were actually talking that, oh my God, that is what you actually said in last week's episode. It made sense. Yeah. I mean, out of everything that we could have like discussed and seen coming, that was something that was like, oh, come on. She's going to be stuck in there with doc. They can make, you know, I just didn't think they would drag her into the cell and leave her for food, but well, yeah, that's like a carrot (laughs) dangling in front of Sven in, in frozen. Yes, I know. Like, mm, mm, mm. I don't think they can see you do that little Yes, but I was munching. making the sound. No? No. No? No. Okay. All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so since we're, we, we started talking about characters, let's continue on to others. Okie dokie. <laughs> you and your toys. Uh, okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> let's talk about Cleo, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So we find out now the full story about the Clanton curse. Well... I wouldn't say the full story. Well, the but we we got more, a heck of a lot more about why she doesn't want anything to do with it. Yes, and you know it, it didn't occur to me that once a Clanton is killed, they become a Reaper. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. At least I didn't pick up on any indication. I, I didn't of it. either because I just thought, okay, so they're they're underground. They're just there. They're keeping them as pets. That's what I thought. And you know, I kind of thought the Reapers were like their enemies or something that they turned them into Reapers or like other people. I, mm. I never really. Um, I, I don't know. How to, I just I didn't see that. No, I didn't see that. I so you know the the other thing that was kind of harrowing to me anyway is that you know the family in air quotes, the family mm-hmm. is tied to the air who hears them. They don't she, even sleep. <laughs> they don't sleep. And then they, she hears them in her brain all day, every day. That would drive me crazy. Well, yeah, that's it. It was driving her nuts and she wanted out. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she's trying to renounce her, her airness, her ties to her family, right? She doesn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. She's trying to transfer it to the Clinton's most hated enemy. Which she assumes is Winona. Yes. Pin in that. Pin in that. More on that later. But you know what? I, I actually felt for her in this episode. Like I didn't, when she was first introduced earlier in the season, I mm-hmm. really, I didn't care for her. But during this episode, I really did feel for her because she, like I said, that would drive me crazy hearing them. I'm I'm not going to act like I like Cleo because <laughs> I, I, since day one, you know, I haven't. Yeah. I just, I, there's something about her and it's, it's, I'm supposed to not like her. Yeah. You know, I feel, 
as well, though, that she is like Winona and, and she's stuck in this curse and she's she didn't ask for it. She was kind of born into it. And so in that way, I feel sympathy for her, but I, I just don't like her as a character. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, Winona came back to the Ghost River Triangle. I, I don't think that Cleo is ever coming back. No, I think Cleo wants to be free of it yeah. um, and, and, and free to live her life. And I, I can't begrudge her that. I mean, would you... Like you said, you you really want want to be running around with your entire family ancestry running through your head, going like kill Winona. No, and every time that they get shot again, they just it seems like they just get worse, and then they smell worse and worse and worse, and they like, just decompose. Oh. Yeah, I I wouldn't be one. And she's and they're they're hungry all the time. Yeah, what do you feed a reaper, ma'am? Well, no. I mean, she did. <laughs> I know, but it's like, oh, what ew. do you want me to say? <sighs> so anyway. anyway. Uh, Continuing on with the Clintons, Billy. Billy, he's human again. He is human again. And... <laughs> Reapers I, don't die? I, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, Reapers don't die. It just it just goes on and on and on. What, what a- so they basically, they live, and when they die, they, they join eternal torment. Yes. Is, is basically it. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 that's, again, sympathy. I wouldn't know. Yeah, nope. I... I uh, that, Again, no wonder Cleo wants to leave that all behind. And um, it's interesting to show that Billy was willing to sacrifice himself to take control of his legacy and become the heir by having the root be put back and then claim the heir and, and claim control of all the Reapers. Right. The thing is, Billy was always different. But he still had the same fate. So even though he had the same fate ahead of him, he still made a sacrifice. You know, he was for technically Rachel. For, for Rachel. He was technically free of it. He said he couldn't walk back on the land or he would be re-reaped. But I got the impression he was free and he chose to take it back in mm. order to protect Rachel and indirectly Winona. Yeah. So, yay, Billy. Moving on to uh, the gentleman with the, I want to say the, the wonder crotch, but it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you would say. Um, well, I mean, he, he really was trying to keep Doc um, from doing something that Doc would regret. And yeah. the thing that was running through my head was that, okay, Doc has superhuman strength. Yeah. He could have easily just ripped Jeremy into two. But also, if you notice, he just kept pushing Doc back. It's not that he, you know, stood in his way. I think Doc well, was I think Doc was fighting. And because he was fighting, the full vamp strength never came out, with the exception of when he tried to pull the bars apart. Mm. Um, I don't I think Doc was still in there holding back so that Jeremy could still control it. But even the werewolf, at a certain point, Doc's gonna lose control and they can't stop him anymore. Yeah. Well, Jeremy was well, actually Doc was giving Jeremy a piggyback ride at one point. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And I mean he he got us really upset because he was saying how he's lost everything from his love to I know that's just um, so heartbreaking yeah, it's just and then he was going to lose his bro too yeah and I I love that that's what broke through to Doc and mm-hmm. made Doc just like come full like fully forward and push the vampire back right right um, the other scene with Jeremy that I absolutely loved was that he stood up to general what's his name Graham of BBD mm-hmm <laughs> poetic justice Graham became werewolf yep yummy <laughs> what What did he say supper's up supper's up yep it's like just, oh you go Jeremy but I also I like the way he did that when he turned around and he said you know I'm sick and tired of the BBD coming in here and 
kind of saying they're demons, they're bad. And he's going, no, it's just the citizens of purgatory. You're coming in here and messing it up. They live okay together. They're fine. Mm-hmm. You're the problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it seems like Robin is also totally gone because Jeremy kept saying, you know, especially at the end of that, of the scene, of the episode, that he's single. Very much single. But I have a question. Mm. Is it possible that Robin isn't gone because the fog is gone because Waverly was the failsafe, Waverly was the guardian? Is it possible that Robin's memories are maybe coming back because the fog was no longer necessary because Dark Angel Waverly came out of the... Mm. Am I making sense? I don't know, but that is an interesting point. Maybe we'll see in the next episode. I mean, maybe not, but it would be nice. It would be nice because it's it's Jeremy not, deserves to be happy. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. So this next character. Okay. Share a kitty. Meow. Really? Sorry. Ah, no, you're not. No, really, I'm not. This scene, even though it you know was tiny, it cracked me up. Like. The the fact that Nedley still had his incantation gear, mm-hmm. it was just like, ah, he had me rolling on the floor. It was it was really funny to me. Um, and, you know, what is wrong with banana liqueur? I like it. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Ha ha. Really? Okie dokie. <sighs> it's good. Banana liqueur is cool. No. I don't know how good it is with water, but. Sheriff Kitty makes an appearance. I just love that he's like the go-to guy for incantations now. <laughs> he's also the comedic relief like we were talking Could about. Could you imagine his like commercial? Are you, in, are you infested with demons? Have you been possessed? Come to Nedley's incantations. Come to Shorty's. <laughs> have a drink and have an incantation on the side. Have a drink and an exorcism to go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, uh our next character, mm-hmm. Doc Holiday. We find out why the Clantons actually want him. Well, I mean, it kind of made sense he was the greatest enemy. It, well, at first it didn't to me until you pointed it out. And I'm like, oh. "Well, I mean, he's the reason she, you know, man was saying, you know, I want Doc Holiday and then all the stories including what the old movie reel said was that Doc Holiday uh shot the Clanton in the back. But it wasn't really. It wasn't really. It, it was, was, I believe it was Wyatt. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, historical record and telephone of generations going, mm-hmm. you know, we've all played that game where you start at one end and by the time you're done, it's twisted. So I wouldn't be surprised if they really do believe that it was Doc and that that's why he was their greatest enemy. Right. And the fact that Cleo didn't know, and that's why, you know, I'm saying that Cleo didn't know the full story. Because well, Cleo she didn't. also didn't care about the whole thing she kind of was enjoying it and 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 i don't mean didn't care in the sense of didn't appreciate her legacy i mean i don't think she cared because she was enjoying having the power and being free because someone else was on the mantle Mm. and all of you know and then let's be honest she had somebody in between her because big bro was going to take it next she had time right and all of a sudden there she was in control and we didn't want it she didn't want it especially Mm -hmm. when she knew what it meant yeah and so you know when the curse or whatever was transferred over to doc even though he became mean his core beliefs you know his 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 code of ethics was still intact yeah when he was of sound mind 
right before it actually happened. Well, he started hearing the whispers. Right. But he took the steps to ensure that he would not hurt Winona. Yeah. And this is what I was thinking of when, you know, we we started like thinking about what we were going to do with this episode. You know, when you when you put together your will or anything like that, it's not the most pleasant thing ever to do. No. But when you're not faced with it, that's the right time to put the plans together so that when you need to execute them, it's there. Yeah. So Doc actually had the wherewithal to do something like that because he still wanted to protect Winona. And you know, emotionally, this was such a hard scene to watch. Oh my God, I'm tearing up right now. Because he's just, he's tired. And you, you could see it this whole season. Doc was just tired. Yeah, he didn't want to fight anymore. I mean, that's why he reached out to Holt, right? Yeah. He wanted to, he wanted to have a gentleman's agreement to stop. Yeah. To stop the cycle. And, you know, at the end there, when he said, I just want the pain to end. I kind of could see he wanted to to go, that yeah. he he was done and he wanted to be free of it. Yeah. But then for her, Winona to say, but mine. But for me, the pain is, is forever, for endless or something yeah, it's, like that. It's, it's just, it's ongoing. Yeah. That broke me. The other thing that also got me in that scene is, you know, he almost said the only thing that he ever wanted was, and he stopped. It's like he couldn't say it, but they they actually were saying it to get to each other over and over again through different words, through different actions. I think their love is such, like you say, they don't, like the nonverbal communication is very strong. Yeah. So just one look and you know. Yeah. And, and I... I I mean, I feel that way with you. Yeah, I feel that way with you Especially too. when your one eyebrow goes up and your other one goes down because you're just like, really? Well, that's I'm trying different. to lighten the mood here because I know you're crying. That's different. Why is that different? Because you're exasperating me then. <laughs> anyway. But it was, I'm, I'm, forgive me, I'm trying to lighten the mood because my wife is crying over there. I said I was tearing up earlier. Yes, but now you're full-fledged crying and I don't want to cry, so... <laughs> I'm trying not to. We did enough of that last night. Okay. And then when Melanie was holding the book, uh, Winona was holding the book and saying, please don't go. Uh, Well, okay. okay. So let's talk about Waverly. Dark Angel Waverly. We finally do get uh, the explanation of who she is. She actually says. First off, can I I say something first? Yeah. Did anybody else think that like Dark Waverly was going to like blow up everything in the way they edited it? She was burning the building and throwing human bodies around. Well, that was the question that we had last episode, yeah, right? Which is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh man, it's going to be Winona versus Waverly. That's going to be horrible. Well, I you can't. Know, I don't want to watch that. It's going to hurt. Well, she actually said that she is the scion of the great guardian Julian, protector of the fifth realm. She. <laughs> really? I had to. That was perfect timing. Oh my goodness. Was that not perfect timing? You and your toys. Anyways, she admits that she is the daughter of Julian. Yeah. Right. But she also is not going to destroy the Ghost River Triangle. She keeps saying she's the failsafe. Yeah. She has a goal. She has a goal. That's it. Mm -hmm. And she's shutting the garden down. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thing in my head that, um, kept running 
all around there. Every time that she says fail safe, you know, I was thinking in engineering terms Mm -hmm. that it, a fail safe is meant to minimize the damage to other things once something fails. Right. Okay. Um, And as, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, in our last episode, we asked if Waverly was going to end everyone and everything. Yeah. But in this episode, we now have clarity that she's actually trying to save the Ghost River Triangle. She's trying to close the garden. She's trying to keep... I don't know if she's dist- trying to save anybody. I think she has her mission. Her mission is to get the book, return the book, sit on the throne, and close the garden. Right. That's it. I don't necessarily think humanity or the demons and the, the supernatural creatures that live in purgatory or the Ghost River Triangle are really on her on on that list of things to do mm. and things to save. I think she's just coming in there and going, look, I got to close the garden. The fog was there to keep, I think, the fog kept creeping in and closing in to prevent whatever was in the garden from coming out. I don't necessarily think it was, you know, deliberately meant to harm or kill. I think it was meant to protect everyone from the outside from coming in because nobody needs to get in the garden. Mm. I don't know what's so powerful about the garden, but you know, Bolshar wanted to go in. There was powers in there, all this other stuff. Eve got out that she was trapped there forever. So for some reason they want to close the garden. The fog was supposed to do it and the fog wasn't doing it. And then Waverly became, you know, the daughter of Julian with the big long name. Okie dokie. And, we now have this person with a singular focus. Yeah. Well, and I rambled. Well, I still think that she, because of the things that she did, mm-hmm. right? No, she's not good or bad. But I also think that because Waverly, Waverly's core is still in there, that she does want to at least protect people from themselves. I don't think so. I have to agree to disagree on this one. Okay. I think that the parts of Waverly came out when it came to saving Doc. And when she um, was fighting a little bit, when Winona was pushing the buttons going, well, mm. you got off the throne. She's like, well, you convinced her, me. Mm-hmm. You could see there, Waverly is there. Waverly is not hidden. But Waverly, in this case, when Dark Angel Waverly turns around and says, she did this for you. She loves you, Winona. Right. She's in there, but she knowingly, willingly allowed the guardian to come forward to protect her sister because her sister wasn't going to leave purgatory regardless of what was happening to the fog. Nicole was not leaving purgatory because purgatory was her town and she was going to protect her people. Doc was not going to, they were all going to fight the fog. And when she realized her sister could die in that fog, when Jolene was yelling, you're, you know, Winona's going to die because you won't even try. I think Waverly... When, Ju- when Jolene. When Jolene said that. Okay. Did I say something else? You said jo- Julian. I was like, oh, uh, Jolene. Apologies. Um, I think what happened is she turned over and accepted and allowed the Guardian to come out. And then the Guardian has that mission. I've got the fog. I've got to shut it down. I've got to get the book. I've got to close the garden. That's my job. Okay. End of discussion. I think where Waverly popped out a little bit was when... When she, broke, when she broke the rule when she broke the rules because you could see in the the facial expressions the slight i don't want to say confusion but like that weird tilt of the head where she, she like, was well, considering I, I already broke the rules once for john henry holiday but you could tell it wasn't fully waverly because she was still referring to everybody by their full proper names yeah right 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 and well the fact that she did save doc 
for Winona. Yeah. I mean, that was another scene that like just well, but didn't wrap me. I get, hmm, I'm torn on that too because I know Waverly would want that done. So I do believe Waverly helped that decision. But I also think Winona held the book and said, you get it when you save him. So I also think it was a compromise. Yeah. But I, you know, the fact that Winona says, save the man we both love. I don't, I don't begrudge that. I, I do believe that that's a part of Waverly that came through there. But I also think the other side, the dark angel side is looking at it going, okay, I save him. I get the book. I go back to the garden. You know what I mean? It's, it's a means a to an end. end. Yeah. But I think the reason, she, you know, she was more open to it was because of Waverly being yeah. in there. And, you know, she broke the rule another time with Nicole. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, what is going on here now? Because when that scene happened, you know, the light bulb came out and Nicole was then grounded. Like, yeah. I was like, oh shoot, what's going to happen now? It made sense though. Because she's grounded, she's to, grounded to the Ghost, Ghost River, River Triangle. Triangle. Yeah. Um. But we also got to see how Nicole has been and how that 18 months really affected her because her sitting there like trying to run up those stairs going, yeah. you're, you know, not, you're leaving not leaving me again. me again. You're not doing this again. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. Yeah. The thing that I loved about that scene is that Nicole is now finally saving Waverly, whereas Winona had always, you know, throughout the other seasons, Winona was always the one rescuing Waverly. Yeah. This time around, it is Nicole. It's Nicole's turn, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, every season has ended up with an ERP doing something heroic, whereas now it's Nicole really standing up. I mean, Nicole saves everybody. Nicole becomes the powerful person we've always known her to be, but she has the space to shine. It's not just Winona or Waverly. It is now the team. Yes. So um, I think I have that as notes in somewhere else, but that's okay that we talked about it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. But I do have one little, and I know we're talking a lot about this. Well, it's going to be a long episode. It is going to be a long episode, but... um, did you notice that Dark Waverly, when she comes out of the fog in 310, is wearing the long flowery dress with in long 410, sleeves? 410, you mean? 410. Well, we do need a 510 because that means we have a season five. Well, 310 was a different season. Did I episode. say, look, whatever. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, 410, she comes out of the fog and she's wearing a like this flowery dress with these long sleeves. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she's not in that. And what did you call it? You have it in the notes of... Yes, I called it the Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels Get Up. Yeah, it makes sense. It looks like a Charlie's Angels Get Up. I like that version better. But then when she turns back to Waverly, she's in the flowery dress, but it has short sleeves. Well, you know what? Realm of disbelief. It's all good. <laughs> I was just giggling. <laughs> um, but the other question you have here, and you and I have discussed it, is did Dark Waverly... Dark Angel Waverly break the rules three times. Yeah. Because as she was leaving the Clanton ranch ranch, you know, she Holt stops her and I guess mar- mangles something to the effect of this is not me. Almost like please Yeah, let they me didn't go. ask for that. No, they didn't ask for that at all. And then she releases them and, and makes them what kind what kind of bird was it? 
uh, I think someone said it, it was a, a magpie bird. Ah. Um, but yeah, it, I think the symbolism was, was appropriate here. You yeah. know, they turn, they, They're she turned free. them into birds so that they can fly away. They're yeah. all flying free. The curse is gone, which means Billy is free. Yes. Cleo is truly free. Yes. She did drive a red Mustang. Your favorite car. Mm. So, Winona, about 15 minutes into the show, right? Winona is is going on to uh, trying to save Rachel. Mm-hmm. And she says to Peacemaker, it's just you and me. Let's do it differently this time, right? It's like she was telling herself, there's, there's always another way. And for me, it, it actually does symbolize the fact that, okay, you know what? We make mistakes, but we can, we can try to make amends and try to make different choices. Yeah, and she even says in, when she's trying to save Rachel, she goes, you know, I, I, I don't want to shoot another human in the back, but I will if I have to. Yeah. You know, she still understands that she's going to have to do things that she's not proud of or happy with. Right. But she accepts what the consequences are therein. Right. Because that is the responsibility of, of the heir. heir. Yeah. It does prove, though, that she looks at Rachel and sees family. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, we kind of knew that, even though, you know, in the previous episode, she says, no, you really don't want to be an herb. But it was more like to protect her, right? We were talking about that. Yeah. After being with Nicole for 18 months, when they were stuck in the garden, you, you can't not treat Rachel as... Yeah, you have to treat that they only had each other yeah but i mean that it, it kind of proved it when she was talking with billy and you know she's like yeah i know I, I was a bleep up yeah and billy's like no rachel said you know you made mistakes but that you were a hero you were great you, you did make it better once you, she came back yeah once you came back everything started changing and you were doing good right so even though there were missteps rachel saw what the bigger picture was right because sometimes you have to step back you know she was she meaning winona was so ingrained in everything that was happening it's hard to see sometimes you need an outside perspective to yeah. show you what's really going on it's uh yeah it's heart-wrenching um and i'm trying to i'm trying to just get my thoughts together here for the next thing because the the scene that i'm thinking about is where Winona wa- uh, begs Waverly to save Doc, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after she does, she tells Waverly, don't leave. Yeah. Now, if I felt that way, I don't know how Kevin was was dealing with this. He was probably torn apart by it. Yeah, I, I wasn't dealing with it well. You weren't dealing with it well. I think everyone felt like they got punched in the gut on that one. Yeah. And... uh you know, in our in our last episode, we were actually asking the question, can Winona stop Waverly, right? And you were actually saying that Winona has to let Waverly go. Yeah. And here we see that Winona really can't make Waverly stay. Waverly has to go to fulfill her destiny. She even says, while looking at Winona falling apart, it's her turn. Right. And Winona is painfully aware that she does have to let Waverly go. I think I think that was such a beautiful multiple meaning there. Like she has to let her go to live her life with Nicole. 
She has to let her go be able to take care of herself. And yes, in this specific scene, she had to let her go to the garden to sit on the throne to turn to stone. And I do like that. It's if you think about it figuratively, she turned to stone. Yeah, she did. She was very emotionless. Like, like we were talking about, you know, she had a goal and it, that was it. Yeah, but it wasn't literal. Like I actually was thinking literal. It was a very figurative presentation. Yeah. Um, but you could see that it was tearing her apart, but she had, she had to do it because there was no other option. Um, I believe in the behind the scenes, Melanie uh, mentioned that, you know, Winona had either a, a poop sandwich or a poop sandwich. Yeah. And you just have to figure out which poop sandwich has the least poop in it. And you take that, <laughs> but it's still a poop sandwich. It's still a poop sandwich. So, and you know, we, we were talking about Nicole earlier and it's uh, the fact that she then becomes the shield right at the yeah. end of that. Uh, and that she was the only one who could get through to dark angel Waverly. And that just shows their connection, how strong it is. Yes. It's like whenever I'm I'm just off in my little world, the only person that can really get to me is you. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, any when something's really uh, hit me hard or I go into my shell, which cancer crabs are known to do, you're the only person that can really, you know, get me to listen or see something else outside of my shell. And when Jeremy says, you know, ow, my crotch is burning. On fire. Um, and... You could tell Nicole immediately knew what he meant because he says, you got to go to the stairs. You're the only one that she won't hurt. Right. You know, Nicole knew. Yeah. That's why she said, oh, crap. Yeah. And the way she just runs and gives her all and sacrifices and, and does everything for the one she truly, truly loves. It's just, you're my Nicole. You're my Waverly. Although I think that should be you're my Nicole and I'm your Waverly because you're taller. <laughs> my point was, um, you know, you, you give, you sacrifice and you protect me and anybody who really loves someone, you, you just, it's just instinctual. It's instinctual. And, and watching Nicole and Waverly, it just, it oozed off screen, just like the doc and Winona scenes. I mean, it just, I, I know um, I've, I've heard people say it was like a two hour movie. Yeah. Or it should have been. A this just movie. felt like you you hit the emotion, like you know, like right when the heroes are about to, like right when Endgame, when Captain America standing there and his shield is broken and he doesn't think anything, and all you hear is, "On your left." Yep. It was that type of gut punch every time. Yep. And then you had an outcome that maybe was good, in the sense of Waverly showing up, uh, Dark Waverly, and then saving Doc. But that's that moment when you're not sure. Right. And it's just like, oh, God, no, no, no. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Hello. No, no, no. Don't do that to me again. Yeah. Roller coaster. Do you need tissues? I, I, I need a whole box. But anyway. And we have another episode to go. I know. I'm like, oh, my God. What is going to happen now? <sighs> so anyway. Um, okay. So we're, we're done with the characters. Yes. Now, we want to talk about uh, one big theme here. That um, that's been like clanking around in my brain. Okay, uh, there were a lot of references to triangles or trios throughout the show. Yes, and it reminded me of the discussion that we had about Motherland Fort Salem, right? And and folks, if you want to listen to it, we'll link episode five A in our show notes. But do you remember that discussion? Yeah, um, 
we discussed, obviously, there were three very strong female characters. Right. And that over the course of the first season, they were stuck together as, as a trio and they were working together, but they became like a scalene triangle because, you know, like one was pulling one direction, one was pulling another, you know, right. and then maybe two were going in the right direction, like uh, Waverly and Nicole. So you'd have your isosceles, but, you know, Winona is wherever she wants to be. But it seems like now they are the equilateral triangle. Mm-hmm. They are all equal parts. They are all you know, very powerful and they are all, you know, the, the ghost river triangle needs the triangle to protect them. And now you have the most powerful shape protecting the triangle. It's the strongest shape, the yes. strongest shape. Yeah. Yeah. Everything comes in threes. And now you have three extremely powerful women, each, you know, the angel, the guardian and the shield, yeah. and they are all protecting the three corners of the ghost river triangle. Yes. And they, you know, they all have their own strengths, but when yeah. they, need to they can draw on each other's strength yeah so you know just it's i think that theme just kept coming at me as we were watching this yeah and at one point i actually thought maybe doc was part of the triangle because you know in the very beginning in in season one and even season two it was really um doc went on a waverly Waverly. But as the seasons progressed into three and four, you got to see that Waverly at the end of season three with Bolshar, um, when she looks at Winona and says, you know, you, you're the champion or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm your backup. That made me realize, okay, so she's really the top of the pyramid. And then she has the two chosen and who's she going to choose? She's going to choose the champion, which is Winona and she's going to choose her love. Yep. So that makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, but it's, it was fascinating to to see how that played out. Yeah, I and I, I thought again, kudos to the 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 whole crew, the writing team, and and the actors for just again such a phenomenal episode. And the stunt people. Oh my god! In those fighting sequences where people Ooh. are getting thrown in water and <laughs> thrown all over the place, that was really cool. Yeah, thrown against the wall. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, my back hurts just looking at that. Right. So anyway. Oh, okay. All right. We've come to the end of the roller coaster. That wraps up our discussion of Better Dig 2. I think we needed like five in there. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it was, it, it was just really a lot and I'm, I'm still sort of processing it. So I apologize if I was rambling a bit, but I, I'm curious what you all thought of it. Yeah. Uh, but wait, wait, we are having a way hot wedding in the <gasps> final episode. Did you see the cake toppers? Someone zoomed in on Twitter and saw the cake toppers. I was like, those are awesome. <laughs> uh, but let's be honest. This is the Ghost River Triangle. Stop it. What? I'm just There's being a, honest. There is going to be a way hot wedding next week. Period. Okie dokie. See? I'm glad you agree. No, I'm just afraid of you. Really? Oh, okay. Ha ha. Terrible. I am. Um, but in, in all truth, next week's episode does look like a very fun one. But in the meantime, we would really love to hear what you think of this one or maybe what you think might be happening next week. Do you think Alice might be coming back? Mm. I mean, that would be very interesting. Drop us a line on Twitter at Forever Fan Pod and then do us a favor and hit that little subscribe button on whatever player you're listening to. Greater podcasts are played. <laughs> and don't miss our future episodes. Uh, yeah, so speaking of next week, it is the season finale. Stop it. Possibly the series finale. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, 
So anyway, um, until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember... Humans are so curious. They know their fate is sealed, but they never stop trying to change it. Because as long as there's life, there's hope. So keep fighting. <laughs>